another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. In this episode, it's using force powers to hack the human body's expectations. Now, you might not quite understand what that means yet, but you will once we're done with this podcast. That's, that's the goal and the objective. Now, before we get into the, the meat of the podcast, let's just talk about force powers. What is the force? As a wise Jedi master once said, the powerful Jedi Master Yoda, remember from the movie The Empire Strikes Back, if you don't, go watch it, it's a good movie, Yoda said, The Force is my ally, a powerful ally it is. Yoda also said this, I can't continue like that, it's too hard, but Yoda said, Life creates it, the Force, it makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us, binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force flow around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, even the land and the ship. And so when we think about energy forces, energy forces are all around us. People feel emotions. They feel the energy from other people. We had a podcast on emotional contagions where we talked about this. And in that podcast, we talked about the notion of how people are, have a contagion, contagious effect. When they're around other people, you feel their emotions and it affects you. And so everything we do, everything we, how we move, our movements, our voice... How our body is acting gives off energy, which other people feel. And so that is what we're going to be getting into and how to hack the human body using these force powers. All right, so um, the podcast here, what we're going to cover is a few things. Number one, we're just going to touch on the idea of rejection because rejection is very, very much linked to hacking expectations, as we're going to uh, find out. So we're going to talk a little bit about rejection, and we talked about this on the last podcast on empathy and emission. We're going to talk about the physiological things that happen when you experience rejection, and how you need to so you understand how you can deal with it and manage it. Because if you can't manage rejection, you are not going to be able to exploit uh, expectations and the expectations that another person uh, holds. We're then going to talk about expectations and the role of dopamine and how that works. And that's really the key. That's what we're exploiting. Another person's expectations, we exceed them, and then in their body, they release dopamine and it rewards them, makes them feel rewarded by our presence, our force powers. And then fourth, we're going to talk about how to wield this force powers. And we had a three-step process, MREA, Maria. It's manage rejection, empathy into action. Very much like the empathy into mission. So Maria, that'll be our, our three-step process in which we wield these force powers. All right, so just touching on rejection, I'm not going to go deep into it, but it is an ancient thing, goes back to tribes and clans thousands and thousands of years ago. Um, we've touched on the last podcast. If you're rejected or ostracized when you were in a clan 70,000, 200,000 years ago, it could mean death. So people have a built-in detection system for feeling rejection. As you well know, anybody out there listening to this, 
you know if you feel some kind of rejection or a loss, you were expecting something, it didn't meet your expectations, you're disappointed, that is a form of rejection. What happens to the body when you go through this rejection, the threat, uh, the detection system was activated. So I'm rejected. I've, I've experienced some kind of loss. I thought my girlfriend was going to contact me. She didn't for whatever reason. And so I feel a loss. I feel a slight rejection. And so first things that happen is my sympathetic nervous system is activated. That's my body's uh, flight or flight system. My stress response, it's activated. My amygdala becomes activated and it, it drives emotions, negative emotions, right? Which is now making me feel agitated or uh, sad or angry, whatever it is. Also, my uh, dopaminic Jake system becomes activated. And in this case, because I didn't get what I wanted, I'm disappointed, the neurons in the dopaminergic system are activated, but there's no reward. There's no dopamine. So I get a craving sensation. This is the, why people want to fix things when they're rejected. Um, also, because of that, your serotonin levels in your body are decreased. So serotonin is kind of like a buffer. It elevates your mood. So now that's gone. So it's driving you down. Your blood, your oxygenated blood moves from your internal organs to your skeletal muscles. Why? So that you are primed for fight or flight. You're preparing your body for action. Another reason why many people who are going through a loss or some kind of rejection, um, they can't eat. They have an empty stomach. Um, and so that's what happens. Cortisol is released along with other adrenals to give you energy. So you, you, you want to do something. Um, and then an area of your brain is activated that's associated with pain. So this is not a good feeling. There is no doubt about it. When you experience it, it's not good. And so what we want to do is manage it. And there's a three-step process. Reframe, resist, elevate. Reframe means you reframe the situation so it's not so much of a loss. Um, and as an example could be, um, I, I go back, my, I thought... Me and my girlfriend are kind of going through some things. She didn't text me back when I thought, okay, so I'm disappointed. It's not, you know, rejection could be on a scale of one to 10. Well, maybe this is a three or a four, depending upon the situation. So I reframe and I say, okay, she didn't message me back. That's okay. I'm going to resist doing anything. And if I am disciplined and strong, she will see that I'm not chasing her or she will see that I'm not begging or feeling insecure. And typically what that's going to do is exceed her expectations. And so through that situation, yeah, she, should, she should feel better about me and then she reaches out later. Now, every situation is different. Every situation has unique context to it. So you have to evaluate every situation differently. Um, so I, I reframe. I resist. I resist taking action. I, my body wants to do something. I resist. And b by the way, the more you resist and hold off as time goes by, the urge to do something decreases. And, and so if you practice resistance, you can get better at it because you get used to it. And then elevate. Elevate simply means I want to I change course in my body's chemistry right? Because all these things are happening. I just went through, a, your body goes through this cascading uh, sequence of events. So 
So I want to kind of try to rebalance and, re and drive back an equilibrium within my body chemistry. So that means I want to do positive things. I can go work out, go for a run, think of some positive um, uh, images in my mind. I can do some dry sauna. I can smile. I can listen to some positive feeling music. Things that are going to drive um, dopamine, oxytocin, adrenaline through my body, things like that. So I'm in a better uh, state. So reframe, resist, elevate. Everybody should know this and master this. Also, when you do the reframing, it sh it's been shown, it remodulates your dopaminergic system. So your, your expectations are more aligned with reality and what happened. It also deactivates your amygdala by 20 to 30%. So it, it's less active, so you, your emotions aren't as heavy. All right, so that's what happens with rejection and how we want to handle it. Now, for us to exploit expectations using these force powers, a couple of things. A, we gotta manage our own rejection. And most of the time, it, it's really when the other person uh, they do something, they reject you, right? And so they expect you not to handle it well. They expect you to get mad. They expect you to get angry. A whole host of things that can happen. And when you exceed their expectations, um, positive things happen. So let's just talk about what expectations are. Oxford Dictionary, it's a belief that something will happen in the future, all right? So, previous experiences influence future expectations through mental simulations. It's a process called prospectation. Expectations can be based on one's own experience or previous reactions to a stimulus. So they can be learned. They're learned throughout life. One of the things that people know, women and men in relationships, is that if the wife rejects the husband and says she wants a divorce, it's not typically not going to be a good situation. He's going to be angry, upset, mad, crying, whatever. So the woman's dreading telling the man, right? And that's what her expectation is. Expectations might also stem from knowledge of how one is supposed to behave in a certain situation. Memories may be used of prior experiences so that people imagine them, themselves in future situations and their feelings about the imaginary situation to generate predictions about future emotions and effective events. That's from Gilbert and Wilson, 2007. And so uh, people, your, your partner, girlfriend, wife, whatever it may be, boyfriend, they're, they're thinking about doing something and they imagine going through the experience, what it might be like. And so that's how they're formulating their expectation. Expected aversive stimulus elicits avoidance behavior and may cause subjective sensations of fear, dread, or anxiety, depending upon the, the, the certainty of the situation. So again, um, your girlfriend is uh, thinking about breaking up with you and she's perhaps dreading telling you, right? She's got fear. She's got anxiety. Those are all typical things. So if you understand that and you behave differently than her expectations, well, she, that's hacking expectations. Now, here's what happens. It's all about the contrast between the expect, expectation and the actual result of what happens. 
in response to an unpredicted rewarding event. So the contrast, the dopaminergic midbrain neurons increase their firing rates, according to Schultz in 1997. What that means is if I expect something to happen that's bad, I'm breaking up with my girlfriend, I'm expecting her to handle it really bad, get upset, cry, then I tell her and she handles it in a positive way, um, she exceeds my expectations. That causes a divergence, a contrast between my expectation and the result. So if my wife is going to talk to me about separation and divorce and she's dreading it and she's fearful and got anxiety and she comes and then me having great empathy, I'm, I'm prepared for this ahead of time, which is key. I talk to her and, and I'm accepting I'm, I'm respectful, I'm acknowledging her, listening to her. Am I, am I exceeding her expectations? Oh yeah, that's how I do it. That's how I hack the body's expectations. Because when I do it, a sequence of events happens, I exceed her expectations, the contrast causes her um, dopaminergic system neurons to start firing, firing dopamine within her body it rewards her. So she's rewarded by me. Now think about that. You are rewarding somebody else when you exceed their expectations. That's what happens. And so when you're rewarding them, they want to move towards you because dopamine, let's just talk about dopamine. It's a neurotransmitter. It's involved in memory, movement, rewards, and motivation. Movement. So every time, I'm exceeding my girlfriend's expectations or other people's expectations in a positive way. It causes them to have movement. They want to move towards me. They want to be, they're motivated to move towards me because they're rewarded. So that's how dopamine works within the body. And that is why if we can understand another person's expectations, and sometimes it's pretty clear cut what their expectations will be, as in the example about the, the, the woman going to the husband and saying, I want a divorce and separation, he, does, he doesn't expect it. He's going to experience a loss. And most of the time, if, if the person isn't prepared for it, they handle it very poorly. They either go into the masculine uh, negative, where they become controlling and aggressive, or they go into the feminine negative, and they become needy and desperate and begging. Either one of those is going to cost you. So if you're not prepared for this, um, that's what happens. Some situations are a little bit harder to tell the context um, and, and the other person's expectations, but that's part of the process. So process we talked about, three-step process, M-R-E-A. Number one, manage rejection. We talked about how to do that. Reframe, resist, elevate. So I do that first, M-R, and then I go to E, empathy. What? What is she feeling? What is he feeling? What is the other person experiencing? And how are they formulating their expectation? And then based upon what their, expect, what their expectations are, I say, hmm, what actions can I take to exceed them? And if I do that and execute on MREA, I'm hacking the other person's body, their expectations their mind-body, of course, right? 
So that's how it works. So let's go through some examples. And again, if you put uh, the other person's um, expectations on a scale of one to 10, so if it's my wife coming to me and it's, she wants to tell me about a divorce or separation, that's pretty heavy. And so me exceeding her expectations in that situation is, is gonna be a big contrast, right? If it's just simply my girlfriend is kind of distancing herself from me a little bit and she's not texting back the way I want and I don't, I handle it well. I don't get mad. I don't get controlling. I don't get desperate or needy. I'm patient, disciplined. I'll exceed her expectations because she expects me to either get needy or aggressive, most likely. And then she'll be rewarded and she'll feel better about me. But it's not as, the contrast isn't as significant as the divorce situation, right? Okay, so let's just go through a few examples of how we can move and execute MREA, Maria, to use these force powers and hack the other body's expectations. All right, so situation one, my wife comes to me. She's, she's dreading it. She's going to talk to me about divorce and separation. And she's been, she hasn't been happy for, for 12 months. And so she's dreading it. And so in this case, using MREA, if I haven't done any pre-work and, and preparation from this, it's going to be hard, right? Because I'm not prepared for this kind of conversation mentally. Um, if I'm a good student... Of, of climbing hinge. I might be. So, right? So, anyway, she comes to me. She's feeling dread, anxiety. It's hard for her. And most, she's, her expectations are that I am not going to handle it well. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to do all this stuff. You know, yeah, you told me you loved me two weeks ago. Why are you doing this? All that kind of stuff, right? And so she's preparing herself. Now, I'm a good student and I'm prepared. She comes to me and she's doing it. And I have empathy. And I'm managing the rejection because I've been a good practitioner. And I give her a nice talk and I say, hey, I, I see. I know how hard this must be for you. You're a very caring woman. I know you have love for me. But if you're not in love and not feeling it, I, I understand that. I wouldn't want you to be with me. I care about you too much. Am I exceeding her expectations? Oh, yeah. Using my forest powers to exploit her body's expectations. Now, after that conversation, does it mean she's going to change her mind to not divorce me? Probably not. It's going to require more work because it took time to get in here. But it's the start. It's the genesis of moving forward. There'll be plenty of more opportunities for me over the next weeks and months um, to exceed her expectations, support her, be accepting, be an understanding. And every time I do that, what happens? I exploit her body's expectations. Dopamine is fired in her body, which creates movement, motivation, and reward. I am the reward this time, right? But I can't do it without MREA. I've got to manage rejection, have empathy for her, and then put it into action. All right, let's go into a, a second scenario, not as severe. I already kind of touched on this. Guy and girl are dating. The girl's been distancing herself. A lot of people are familiar with this. And she hasn't been texting back as much. She's more business-like. I'm sensing, I'm, I'm feeling insecure, right? I'm feeling a loss. Because her current behavior doesn't match up with her old behavior. Contrast, right? And so she's not meeting my expectations either. I'm feeling a loss. 
Okay, so I put MRE into action. So I manage, um, you know, the rejection. I'm, I get myself, you know, reframe, resist, elevate. And I have some empathy and say, what's, what's going on here? Why is she doing this? And I say, oh, yeah, I know. Um, she is, you know, she, when she gets too emotionally intimate in the relationship, it causes her to feel too vulnerable, so she, she distances herself and puts space in between there. Bingo. So, if I'm respective of her, I don't chase her too much. I flow with her masculine and feminine energy using the force powers. I don't go in the negative, negative masculine and get controlling or aggressive. Why aren't you texting me back? That kind of stuff. And I don't get needy. Babe, I love you. Why, are, why aren't you texting me? I stay positive masculine, positive feminine, mission-oriented, empathy-oriented. And then I put it into action. And basically, I, 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 I'm disciplined and controlled. I don't over-text her. I, I give her her space. She then feels better about me. I'm exceeding her expectations. What does that create? Dopamine. Which activates what? Movement, motivation, and reward. So it has the, the impact of drawing her to me. It's like a magnet. That's what these force powers can do. Magnetic force and pull. All right. Um, let's go through a third scenario here. We're going to execute these force powers again. Husband and wife, they're married. And uh, she's not looking to get divorced, but, you know, she's... She can have her ups and downs and she can get frustrated and angry kind of rather easily. So she hasn't been happy lately about a few things that have happened in the relationship. And so she's being a little bit colder and distant towards the husband, maybe withholding sex, things like that to punish him. <laughs> okay, so, all right, what do we do? M-R-E-A, manage rejection, empathy, action. So I resist you know, chasing her, babe, what's wrong? Why are you doing this? And then she has leverage over me. Um, remember, if you chase somebody too much, this is why we want balance, balance of the force, another Star Wars uh, idea. If you chase somebody too much, it alters a thing called the theory of least interest, the balance of power, which tells us that if one person has a, a greater interest in the relationship than the other, the other person has more power and they will put less energy into the relationship. That's why you got to be very careful about maintaining balance of energy towards each other. And that's like the energy I put towards somebody else. They feel it. How much I text them, how many words I use, how many times I call her, all that kind of stuff. We want to have balance in those things long term. Um, so anyways, that's how she's behaving. And I sense it. She's off. Now, how, how do I execute this? So I've managed rejection. I'm not reacting to it. I'm having empathy. It's like, why is, what's going on here with her? And so I think through it and I'm like, oh yeah, I know she, she has, she can have a hard time dealing with some of these things that have been going on. It's that time of the month. She's going through her menstrual cycle. So she's also a bit agitated. So I'm just going to be positive friendly, loving to the degree that I can be, not overly loving and appeasing her and sappy, but, you know, supportive. I'm at the grocery store. I can text her or call her and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm at the grocery store. Did you need anything? And she sees by doing little acts like that, that she cannot alter my course. 
you know, captain of the ship. Just because she's being a little off and punishing me, I still am free and loving. My direction does not change. So she sees that. I'm still going to be the provider, the protector, the supporter, free and loving, empathy towards her. Um, I might even go to her and say, hey, you know what? I can see you've been a little um, distant and cold towards me lately. And that's okay. However you express yourself, I accept it. I, I love you regardless. And if that's how you want to kind of work through this, that's okay. It does not change the way I feel. I could say something like that to her. And she'll probably be shocked if I do. Most guys will not do that. So I do that for a few weeks. And after a few weeks... I've been exceeding her expectations. She's trying to drive me down in the mud with her by what she's doing and get me to react. I do not. I exceed her expectations in, in small ways over a period of weeks. So what does that create? A contrast between what she expected and what I'm doing, which does what? Causes the dopaminergic neurons to fire, which creates what? Movement, motivation, and reward. So it draws her to me. So if you master these skills, you harness these force powers, no doubt about it. Not easy, by the way, hard, because the managing the rejection part can be difficult. A couple of tricks on that is that if you're going to do something, so say, you know, my girlfriend's being a bit distant and I'm, I'm, I'm going to text her. I'm not over texting her. I'm just kind of texting her like at, at the pace that she's matching her. But I, I set myself up before I text her and I say, you know what? Based upon how she's behaving, she might not respond for a couple hours and she might be a little distant. So I'm trying to reframe my expectation ahead of time. So when it's two hours later, guess what? My rejection or my feeling of loss isn't as heavy. So you can kind of do um, you know, pre-framing like that as well. If you're going to do something, for example, if you're going to fill out some job applications, you haven't... Um, been job hunting a while, you've had a job, you're going to start looking around. So you're not, you know, a fine-tuned machine in the job hunting scene. And so it's going to take you a little bit to, you know, get your resume right and get the approach right and your cover letter and all that kind of stuff. So what you say is, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to send out some job applications. I'm not expecting to get a lot of interviews, but I'm going to learn from the process. And as I fine-tune it, I'll be getting more, you know, an interview request as I go through it. So again, I'm reframing my, my expectations prior to taking action because some people get really frozen by the fear of rejection. And so you can do those little exercises as well. All right, so that's, that's, that's there you have it. Using force powers to exploit the human body's expectations using three-step process. Maria, M-R-E-A, manage rejection, empathy, and action. And if there is a contrast between the other person's expectations and you, your actual you know, actions, behavior, results, we know what it does. It causes that contrast. Their dopaminergic system fires dopamine into their body, which creates movement, memory, uh, movement, reward, and motivation. It also goes into their memory, of course, and draws them closer to you. So you just think about it. It's just like Yoda or, or Sith Lord. They got their hands out, moving, using their force powers to slowly draw something towards you. 
And that's exactly what we're doing here. Using force powers to hack the body's expectations. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast.